0: and current events from a biblical perspective 2020 on vision tuesday does seem to roll around quickly doesn't it again an opportunity to catch up on breaking news as it's coming out of israel and the middle east and ron ross back with us hello ron welcome back to 2020 thanks neil Uh, Ron, you've been monitoring headlines and news as it breaks when it has to do with Jerusalem, with Israel, with the surrounding Middle East. There's been some very significant controversies over this past week uh, to do with the Temple Mount. Uh, There's some violent attacks also that have happened in Amman in Jordan and a security guard there who shot two Jordanians uh, is ready to return to Israel. What's the story there?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's, uh, uh, it's been a, a horrific time. It's interesting. Uh, Rock Kyodesh Av uh, started in Israel on Sunday. And that's nine days of mourning uh, for the destruction of Solomon's Temple. And uh, all of these events have uh, occurred during that particular time of mourning. The diplomatic staff of Israel's embassy to Jordan, including a security guard who shot dead two Jordanians after he was attacked by one of them, returned to Israel yesterday, bringing a 28-hour-long crisis to an end. Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu spoke to both Ambassador Enid Shalin and the security guard upon their return to Israel through the Allenby Bridge crossing, asked how they were and welcomed them home. The Prime Minister's office said the return uh, of the Israeli diplomatic staff was made possible thanks to a close cooperation between Israel and Jordan. Ambassador Shalin told Netanyahu the staff was grateful for all of his efforts to bring them home. The security guard, Ziev echoed her sentiment, saying, I know an entire country stands behind us. You told me yesterday I'd return home. You calmed me down, and then it happened. I thank you wholeheartedly. Jordanian authorities, meanwhile, announced they've completed the investigation into the incident. According to a statement by Jordan's General Intelligence Directorate, the GID, while two people began work to install furniture, an argument broke out between one of them, the son of the furniture shop owner and a an Israeli embassy employee who lives in the apartment. The argument, according to the GID, was over a delay in completing the work at the time agreed upon and took place while the landlord and the building security guard were present. At the heat of the argument, according to the Jordanians... The son of the furniture shop owner attacked the Israeli diplomat who was wounded and later responded by opening fire at the worker, wounding him and the landlord who was nearby. The two were rushed to hospital, but both succumbed to their injuries. It's a violent time in in the area at the moment.
0: And it's interesting, you've got to somehow rather join the dots together of how all this fits together. And we'll do that as we go through a number of these headlines. But what we've got is uh, what's happening at the Temple Mount uh, between Arab Israelis uh, and between the Jews and also in there the Jordanians. Uh, and this is all linked in together, these uh, outbursts of violence. Uh, now, it's got to the point where the Jordanian police are forbidding Jewish tourists to pray, even in their hotel rooms. Uh, what's that headline,
1: Ron? Uh, rabbi menashe Izalika, the rabbi of the Cats neighbourhood of Bnei Brak, and uh, his fellow Haredi tourists were in Jordan on the occasion of Rosh Gadeshav, Last Sunday, Jews began nine days of mourning for the destruction of Solomon's temple. Uh, Rabbi Zalika and his tour group found themselves at the center of a very tense and hostile situation following Sunday's attack in the Israeli embassy compound. Speaking to religious station Radio Kolkai, Rabbi Zalika reported severe harassment of Jews in Jordan. According to Zalika, Jordanian police have told them that in all of Jordan it is forbidden for Jews to pray. He said we are not allowed to pray in the morning, no tefillin, no talit, nothing. We must not pray even in the hotel. Now tefillin are very small leather boxes that contain biblical texts and are worn by Jewish men when they pray that talit is the prayer shawl. Rabbi Zalika went on to say that policemen came into the hotel and were shouting and went wild, saying that in a minute they would take us out of Jordan if we made even a tiny squeak. They told us whoever prays will be going to jail. They brought in a special police force, not the regular police, and they have the authority to arrest a person on the spot, the rabbi said. Anyone they said saw praying would be arrested. Uh... It's quite interesting that when this tour party arrived in Jordan, they were told to go through uh, mental detectors, uh, the same detectors that Arabs are refusing to use at the Temple Mount. Mm -hmm. Uh,
0: Let's talk about those metal detectors, because now Israeli ministers are discussing smart cameras instead of using those metal detectors at the Temple Mount because they've been so, so controversial, Ron.
1: The security cabinet in Israel met last night to try to defuse an escalating crisis with the Muslim world and find an alternative to metal detectors that had been installed a week earlier at a contested Jerusalem shrine amid widespread uh, protests. Ministers were being asked to consider the installation of sophisticated, high-resolution cameras and increased police deployment as a replacement for the detectors. The metal detectors were installed to increase security at the Temple Mount earlier this month after Israeli-Arab terrorists opened fire from the holy site, killing two Israeli policemen. The move incensed the Muslim world, leading to protests and violent clashes between Muslim worshippers and Israeli security forces, in which four Palestinians have been killed over the weekend. In recent days, the Israel Police have held a series of meetings with representatives of four leading security companies in Israel and abroad in an effort to find an alternative. Maybe the smart security cameras will solve the problem.
0: And very interesting, too, when you think of the Temple Mount, because the jurisdiction of that belongs to Jordan, while the police uh, power belongs to Israel. So there's a, it, it's all very complicated, too. And now, beyond all of that, Ron, uh, in a terror cleanup, israel has arrested 25 hamas members what's that story as it as it unfolds
1: yes they've arrested 25 members of the hamas terror group at various locations throughout judea and samaria over the weekend part of their step-up counter-terrorism uh, in the wake of escalating tension in the past week israel augmented its forces in the judea samaria region and placed them on high alert after the terror attack in halamish on friday night I don't know if our listeners uh, saw any details of that, uh, but a family was murdered in their home on Shabbat. It was a uh, brutal attack and one that's uh, really caused emotional shockwaves across Israel. Soldiers have searched the house and measured uh, the home of the terrorist for demolition. Anticipating this, local residents said the family emptied its home of valuables. Later, crashes erupted as residents burned tires and hurled rocks at Israeli troops who had searched the home. The military says about 50 people attacked troops who fired back with rubber bullets and tear gas. Uh, Israel doesn't take terrorism lightly. No. Uh, let's
0: move on to uh, a slightly different tack here. For the first time, Israel has now described their work, their aid work in Syria.
1: Yeah, they actually held a press conference. Israel made public for the first time the extent of its humanitarian aid to the civilian population living just across the northern border in Syria. It's well documented that Israel has provided emergency medical treatment to Syrian fighters seeking help. As many as 3,000 wounded individuals have made their way to the border and received life-saving medical treatment in Israeli hospitals before returning to Syria. There have also been media reports that Israel has provided financial and other support to some of the rebel groups fighting against the army of Syrian President Bashar al-Assad in a conflict that started in 2011. The Israeli army opened its storerooms and briefed journalists on the full extent of a humanitarian operation it calls good neighbour. As part of the effort, Israel has transferred 360 tonnes of food, 450,000 litres of gasoline, and 50 tonnes of clothing to Syria. It's also sent large quantities of painkillers, anaesthetics, and basic medicines for diabetes and asthma. Uh, it's something we don't hear about very often.
0: No, and uh, naturally creates a little goodwill too between uh, people who are within the border there in Syria. Uh, Ron, one more uh, little item to raise, a technology item where Apple is looking to Israel for new camera technology. What's the story there?
1: Well, I admit I was feeling a bit sarcastic uh, to include this story because of the boycott movement against Israel. Uh, People who boycott Israel can't use Apple. They can't use Apple computers or mobile phones or iPads. And now the latest is Apple Israel is currently in the midst of a campaign aimed at recruiting Israeli engineers specializing in sensors, image processing, computer imaging and optics. Analysts speculate development of 3D camera for the iPhone is in the works. A large portion of the advanced camera technology expected to be included in the new iPhone model are the products of Apple's Israeli engineers in Herzliya. The next iPhone will include a lot of technology developed in Israel, said a source familiar with the company's future plans. Under the direction of the new Apple Israel CEO, Roni Friedman, Apple is currently recruiting dozens of engineers in the field of camera development, sensors, image processing, computer imaging, optics, and electro-optics. Apple Israel is also seeking a technical director in computer graphics who will be in charge of three-dimensional modeling. So for those who want to boycott Israel, no Apple for you.
0: Isn't that interesting? Well, Ron, uh, thanks for being across all of the great technical details there. I must ask you some advice next time I need some technology updates. But uh, <laughs> uh, look, great getting the update on the news as it's breaking, coming out of Israel and the Middle East and uh, always colourfully delivered. And thank you so much for your input again here today on 2020.